step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Now, the Three Martini Lunch with Greg Columbus and Jim Garrity. And welcome to the Monday edition of the Three Martini Lunch, along with Jim Garrity of National Review, also the author of Between Two Scorpions. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Yes, we are both here, actually, today, which is very good news. We were both out Friday. Jim out on vacation for the past week uh, plus, and I had a nice long weekend. So thanks to all those who so capably filled in for us, uh, for me, Greg Knapp, and uh, for Jim Dan Foster, Alexander DeSanctis, and David French. We have uh, good, bad, and crazy martinis for conservatives today. And let's start with the good, and that's Democratic infighting in the state of Massachusetts. Longtime Massachusetts politician Ed Markey, he's 73 years old, first elected to the House of Representatives back in the mid-70s, then after John Kerry left the Senate to become Secretary of State in the second term of the Obama administration, Ed Markey ended up winning that race to be uh, the Massachusetts senator. But he's up again here in 2020, and he should have a fairly easy time of it. But now some restless Democrats in that state want a Kennedy in that seat instead, specifically Democratic Congressman Joseph Kennedy III. Politico has the story. A mysterious July telephone poll that tested Congressman Kennedy against Markey in a head-to-head contest first sparked speculation about the young congressman's intentions. Then came the formation of a grassroots group that aims to draft Kennedy into the race. The Jump In Joe group, formed by members of Kennedy's Boston Pride Parade Committee, launched a website, a Facebook group, and a petition earlier this week. In less than a week, the Facebook group to draft Kennedy swelled to nearly 600 members. The petition has 160 signatures, so it's not really that huge. This is not about the incumbent. It's not about Senator Markey. We admire his public service over the past 43 years, said Jamie Hogue, one of the people who launched the group. This is about Joe Kennedy and why we think he would be the best fit for the U.S. Senate. Now, for his part here, Kennedy says as long as the seat's not open, uh, he's going to plan on running for re-election to the House But the big upset back in 2018 of Ayanna Presley over longtime Democratic Congressman Michael Capuano has uh, young Democrats thinking this is their time to strike. So, Jim, what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, first of all, kind of obvious lesson that if you are a member of the House of Representatives and you don't want to run for the U.S. Senate, you know how you stop the allegedly totally unconnected to you and your campaign and your allies' effort to draft you to run for the Senate? (laughs) You say, I don't want to run for the Senate. (laughs) And maybe even a, I will not run for the Senate. For some strange reason, Joe Kennedy doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) He I have no intention. uh, Everything's short of, well, I'm not going to do it. Um, And well, if it's seat opened up, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, who will rid me of this meddlesome priest? Uh, Towards Ed Markey. Um, Look, I have no particular love for Ed Markey. I do think there's a little bit of sympathy for a guy who, um, God help me, because way back when in the Mesozoic era of the uh, early Bush years, uh, one of the papers I wrote for at a wire service was called State's News Service. And it uh, wrote one of the client papers was the Boston Globe. 
uh, which required me to talk to members of the, uh, at that time, I believe almost the entire time, the entirely Democratic House delegation from the state of Massachusetts, the Jim McGoverns of the world, et cetera, generally nice enough guys when you need to get quotes from them, but by and large, you know, they're all down the line liberals. There were like 10 members of Congress and they were 10 frustrated guys who desperately wanted to run for the Senate someday. But for a really long time, one senator was Ted Kennedy and the other senator was John Kerry. And both of them were extremely high profile. Both of them had big funding. There was no way you were ever going to successfully launch a successful primary challenge against either one of them. You just had to wait for one of them to either retire, get elected president, <laughs> um, or die. And uh, that's ultimately what happened in the case of Senator Ted Kennedy. And then, you know, later on, John Kerry moved on to become Secretary of State. History is full of examples of members of the Kennedy family deciding they want to run for office and the entire political world shoving people out of the way to get them what they want. Do you know what a member of the Kennedy family has to do, Greg, in order to get elected to the U.S. House in either the state of Massachusetts or uh, Rhode Island? What? Say that they want it, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, the Massachusetts Democrat, the story of how Patrick Kennedy, uh, the son of uh, Ted Kennedy, got elected to the U.S. House was a fascinating example of a guy who had been doing a fine job, hadn't you know irked any chunk of the uh, uh, of the party off, and been doing a fine job, no scandals, no problems. Patrick Kennedy decided he wanted to be a House member, and the state party and the Kennedy family just started mobilizing. And it was just watching a steamroller. It was watching Godzilla take on Bambi. Um, just absolutely fascinating to watch, you know, the, the way that, and it was all based on Kennedy family. Remember John F. Kennedy? Remember where you were, November 22nd, 1963? Remember RFK? Remember Ted Kennedy's speech, The Dream Will Never Die? It was all based on this, don't you love the Kennedys? Well, well, well we found another one. So don't you want to elect this guy there or something? Ed Markey may have the same thing going. Now, here's the thing. At a time of great populist moment, this is not the moment, Greg, to argue it's time to bring back America's royal family. <laughs> it is not the moment to say uh, that, you know, Joe Kennedy should now become the next uh, a 38-year-old, by the way. A guy who's just, you know, but beyond that, what, what could Joe Kennedy III, what has he done in the House that anyone can mention other than the response to the State of the Union? I can't think of a thing. Chirp, 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 right? He's been there. That's his, that's his resume. That's what he, you know, he's kind of redheaded, kind of handsome, and he's a Kennedy. And he's young. That's the, boy, you know, Viga, as they used to say with the Kennedy. <laughs> we could be watching this happen again. And I think this is not, I mean, you know, again, it's Massachusetts. The odds of a Republican being elected are extremely unlikely. You need a perfect storm of events and or Martha Coakley. Um, to elect a Republican to the Senate in Massachusetts, as Scott Brown's win. Beyond that, it's going to be Democratic. So a big, nasty, expensive, blue-on-blue fight in this cycle uh, could be particularly uh, interesting and enjoyable for those of us on the right. Um, I think Joe Kennedy, I think the end of Ed Markey's career, if it came through with this, would be kind of a sad uh, note about how celebrity-obsessed Massachusetts Democrats still are to this day. And maybe like a one semi-serious point that I would make is that you look at all the members of the Kennedy family who have had serious problems. Patrick Kennedy talked about his experiences with alcoholism, complaints of abuse, complaints of bad behavior, things like that. You know, a lot of this comes with the pressure of being Kennedy. If we would just leave the Kennedys alone and let them go off and, you know, you want to be a teacher, go be a teacher. You want to go be a car salesman, be a car salesman. This idea that the Kennedys are called, they always call it a public service. And what it means is being elected to something. 
um, I think drives them to uh, puts great deal of pressure and stress on them that they really don't need to do. Trust us, Kennedy family, we're not clamoring for more of your offspring to clog the halls of Congress. Bad enough that one of your idiot cousins is out spreading anti-vaccine conspiracy theories and stuff like that. So um, Kennedys, go away. Uh, if they don't, then I think the idea of, you know, this the, the Massachusetts Democratic Party's singular obsession with this family uh, will actually not uh, redound well to their benefit, I suspect, in this era. All right. Well, let's talk about some more good news. And that's for Patriots, where you can find them at fourpatriots.com slash martini and find all the great deals, including getting a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. As we always say with four Patriots, you need to be prepared because you just don't know when the power is going to go out. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X worth its weight in gold because it has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run all the big appliances like your fridge, your freezer, and medical devices. comes with 12 outlets, including four AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Never needs gas, thanks to that solar panel. Fume-free, silent, and safe. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Visit 4Patriots.com slash martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4Patriots.com slash martini. That's 4Patriots.com slash martini. Let's move on to our bad martini now, Jim. And this is uh, what you have written most recently for National Review Online. And this is basically infighting on the left in a way that is very bad for society. And it all stems from Jay-Z agreeing to do work for the NFL in an effort to move forward in a way to enact social justice. Uh, we would we could certainly have a very long discussion about what the NFL and, and Jay-Z want to actually do, is whether it's a good thing or how it should work and that sort of thing. But we can't get to that point yet because now Jay-Z is a bad guy in the eyes of some because he thinks it's time to move on past whether or not Colin Kaepernick has a job in the NFL. Uh, He says, this is Jay-Z now as you quote him in the piece, So for me it was like action, actionable item. What are we going to do with it? Everyone heard and we hear what you're saying and everybody knows I agree with what you're saying. So what are we going to do? So we should, millions of millions of people, and all we get stuck on is Colin not having a job. I think we're past kneeling. I think it's time for action. Uh, But that's not sitting well with former ESPN host Jamel Hill. Um, Kaepernick's buddy Eric Reid, who now plays for the Carolina Panthers, uh, says this is still all about uh, Colin Kaepernick getting blackballed for bringing attention to these issues. And so we can't let that go. So, Jim, what's the uh, result of this festering debate? I mean, I think that what makes it bad is that here is the NFL making a gesture that they... You know, some might argue this is a fairly transparent effort to put past controversies behind them, to win over critics, to work with someone who up until last week had really great uh, street cred, so to speak, uh, with the social justice warrior crowd and with African-Americans and with those uh, uh, very into social justice. They've made this gesture. They've announced this very, you know, uh, you know high dollar investment in these sorts of causes and messaging and all that kind of stuff. And the response from a lot of the folks just as Justice Warrior Pride is this means nothing. And in fact, they're insulted by it. They're saying this is cynical window dressing, et cetera, et cetera. So as I lay out in the piece, the attitude of the social justice warrior crowd is that nothing the NFL does matters until Colin Kaepernick is signed with the team and resumes his playing career. To them, anything short of that is uh, cynical window dressing and it doesn't really count. And Jay-Z is allowing himself to be used for this. 
You're seeing literal comparisons to Judas uh, betraying Jesus. I mean, there is believable anger and fury focused at Jay-Z for having the audacity to reach a high dollar deal uh, to promote these sorts of causes with the NFL. Um, Now, as you and I have talked about in past discussions of Colin Kaepernick, there's this one little detail in all this which is that nobody knows if Colin Kaepernick can still play or if he can still play well. Uh, I looked it up. He turns 32 in November. That's kind of getting long in the tooth for an NFL quarterback. Oh, by the way, he hasn't played since 2016. Oh, by the way, that year he did play, Greg, he was benched for Blaine Gabbert. Remember him? <laughs> yes. You know, for those of you who don't follow football, Blaine Gabbert is the Irving Schmidlap of, uh, <laughs> of NFL quarterbacks. Um, and oh, by the way, he was benched for Gabbert twice that year, uh, first in week one and then later in the season. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick did not have a very good season that last year. And then, of course, he uh, uh, opted out of his contract with San Francisco, decided to hit the free agency market. And surprise, nobody wanted to sign him anymore. I don't think any NFL team at this point is interested in Colin Kaepernick. Um, it's not a money issue. Uh, Colin Kaepernick had a fairly generous settlement with the NFL about allegations that he had been blacklisted. Um, I think it's a combination of, yes, I think some players don't like his views and his attitudes and the things he says publicly. I think when you wear a Fidel Castro T-shirt, that makes it really hard to get signed with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins do not wish to alienate their their fan their Cuban-American fan base. I think that some players may be interested in Kaepernick, but who basically find the controversy scares them away. They're afraid that instantly he'd turn into a giant political lightning rod. But I think the single most important factor, if it was a guarantee that Colin Kaepernick could go out there and throw 40 touchdowns and 4,000 yards and have a phenomenal year, some team would sign him. This league found room in its hearts to forgive Michael Vick after doing time in federal prison for dogfighting, right? This is a league that, you know, if you're good enough, they'll figure out a way to forgive anything. My suspicion is that Colin Kaepernick isn't that good anymore. I'm not watching his social media feeds to see if he's doing, you know, amateur workouts or anything like that to show if his arm strength is all that kind of great. But, you know, in the end, most NFL teams are looking either for a quarterback in the future or maybe once in a while you might have a team that's got a lot of pieces in place and then is looking for that final quarterback. Uh, You might say Jacksonville a year or two ago might have fit that category. There's no team that fits it. There's there's no deal. If, If Colin Kaepernick could help a team win the Super Bowl, they probably would have signed him by now. So that's the circumstance here. Because of this, social justice warriors are always going to say, no, the NFL is racist. This is an unjust system, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there is no potential solution to this. The NFL has done this arguably cynical effort to kind of, you know, we're going to sign a deal with Jay-Z. We're going to promote these messages. We're going to, you know, but they basically the attitude is that unless Kaepernick gets hired, none of these efforts count. So my fear is you're going to have kind of the worst of both worlds. You know, the NFL bending over backwards further and further, trying to placate a group of people who will not be placated. Um, and also the fact that, again, if you know, Jay-Z's comment was, okay, dealing is the first step. What do you do afterwards? Right? What's, what's the next step on the road to justice? There's a significant number of people who don't want to go past that first step. And I, my suspicion is because that second step is actually harder because then you have to dialogue with people. Then you have to forgive people. Then you, all of a sudden you have to move past whatever it was that originally had you outraged. Uh, and I think symbolic gestures like kneeling during the national anthem, uh, a lot of people find them much easier to do, Craig. Very well said, Jim. Um, I'm guessing unless we find a time machine that takes us back to the read option days of 2012, um, <laughs> his marketability is going to be fairly weak. Also, this uh, interesting part in your story here, this is a quote from Eric Reed. He says, we had no beef with the NFL until they started perpetuating the systemic oppression that we are fighting by blackballing Colin and then me. 
says the guy who is the current safety for the Carolina Panthers. Does he uh, have the Vizzini problem with Princess yeah, Bride? I'm not quite sure if, what that means. If you're currently starting, you're really they're doing a really bad job of blackballing you. <laughs> Once you hire them, you kind of undermine the whole concept there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speaking of not really understanding what they're talking about, let's move on to Kamala Harris uh, in our crazy martini now. She is, of course, considered in the upper tier of the Democratic presidential candidates. I think that's a pretty accurate uh, assessment of where she is right now. But Kamala Harris has had a consistency problem on a couple of issues, particularly where she stands on what type of health care system she wants. On multiple occasions, she has said she wants Medicare for all. In fact, she is a co-sponsor of Bernie Sanders' legislation in the U.S. Senate that would achieve such a thing. Of course, it's going nowhere as long as Republicans are in control. And uh, at various times, she has also corrected herself, saying, no, she really doesn't want that because she also thinks there ought to be private options. So she keeps going back and forth. And then uh, she was at this really Tony fundraiser out in the Hamptons over the weekend. And Bloomberg has the story. Quote, Harris again tried to clarify her stance on health care, a topic that tripped her up in the early Democratic debates. Quote, I have not been comfortable with Bernie's plan, she said, of Sanders' Medicare for All proposal, again, which she co-sponsored, and explained how a Harris administration would leave room for private insurance. Now, the geniuses at Bloomberg did not actually spend time telling us what she said in terms of leaving room for private insurance. But, uh, Jim, she's still not quite sure what she wants to do here, but she's managed to carve out yet another position. Yeah. Uh, nobody's interested in that part, Craig. You know. <laughs> What car Steve Madden drove as he pulled up to the party is a much more important part of the story. Is this Vogue? Anyway, um, the, the, you know, as my boss, Rich Lowry, observed, pro tip, don't co-sponsor legislation you're not comfortable with. And, um, yeah, that's a life lesson all of us can, can, uh, can take with this. The fact that she's kind of shifting on her position on health care yet again uh, indicates something. I think it's been, you know, increasingly clear with this. That it's kind of not worth spending that much time arguing against or dissecting a particular policy proposal from Kamala Harris, because once it becomes a problem, she will abandon it and flee in the other direction and say, oh, I never really wanted to support that anywhere in the first place. Kamala Harris is a candidate of principle. And that principle is that she should be the nominee and she should be the next president. Details like policy be damned. If it wasn't clear before, now I think it's extremely clear I'd like to see, at least in the next debate or, or some other interview, Kamala Harris get asked, look, if you're not comfortable with the Bernie plan, why are you co-sponsoring it? Um, and just to watch her kind of stammer, she'll probably accuse the, the questioner of racism or something like that. Kamala Harris has not been in the Senate for a terribly long time. She's been a DA. She's been the California Attorney General. She's a woman of the left. She knows the general direction in which she wants to move the country. But all the policy stuff and all the really complicated details... She's not down into the weeds and all that. I think, in fact, she um, the people added up her numbers in the Bernie Sanders campaign. It's like, this is, you know, unicorns and rainbow stuff. And when Bernie Sanders people are saying you have an unrealistic proposal that your numbers can't add up, that's when you know you really have a trouble when Bernie Sanders looks like the fiscally conservative one. That's where uh, Kamala Harris is. I think this is one of the things that has held her back. 
that in the end she will say or do whatever it takes to win the vote of the you know, win the applause and win the vote of the audience that's in front of her. And then later on, she'll be in front of a different audience and she'll completely contradict that. She doesn't really flip flop. I think none of this stuff really matters to her to the extent that it would, to the point of like, well, I'm going to plant my flag. This is my position. I realize some people may not like this particular policy proposal, but this is what I believe in. I'm going to stick by it. I think she ultimately will flip wherever she needs to go. The fact that she's basically saying, you know, running far away from legislation she co-sponsored does create, I think, a, a new level of, uh, uh, a flip floppiness, if that's a word, Greg, in Kamala Harris. It is now. If it wasn't before, it flip is. floppiness. <laughs> we need a flip floppiness factor. A little thermometer or something goes up or down to measure it. That's right. Even John Kerry's out there somewhere going, man, make up your mind. <laughs> Be consistent, for good sake. <laughs> what did it work, Greg? What did it work? <laughs> Jim. Great to be back with you. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity of National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. And be sure to tune in again on Tuesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.